This is Barbara Crampton, and you're listening to Without Your Head. Without your head, I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by Brandon Scott, Tom of Channel Zero Dream Door, which premieres this Friday on Sci Fi. It's very cool to have you here. Yes, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and I just found out you haven't seen it yet, so uh, I was going to ask. Yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be asking you all the questions. Right. <laughs> but, uh, well, I can't, I, I'm not allowed to give spoilers out, apparently. So. Okay, okay. Oh, that's good to know, because I will probably... Okay, it's good to know so I don't ruin it for any of the fans out there who are listening right now, because that would be... So many exciting things happen, I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah, I loved it, though. Uh, I I loved the show ever since uh, the first season, Uh, and uh, I like how how shows now, a lot of them are like a different story uh, each season. That's not really ever... Anything's ever happened until recently. Mm Mm-hmm. When did that start? Did that start with American Horror Story? Or I mean, that's the first one that I can think of. I uh, think so. I think, yeah, I think it was American Horror Story, and then then it kind of became like a uh, not a bunch of shows, but you know, several of them do it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's exciting. Yeah. Well, even though you haven't seen it, could you give people an idea of what the season is about? Oh, what is this season about? The season, I I think, the basic is is about uh, Jill and Tom, newlyweds who uh, move into Tom's old house, childhood house, and they discover a door in the house. And um, curiosity, you know, pushes them to actually open the door. And um, it's basically in the door. I mean, I don't know if this spoils anything, but we were introduced to um, uh, a monster who the intentions i'm not gonna who knows what the intentions are but uh mm-hmm. basically the um the they're kind of like newlywed relationship in the uh struggles that uh couples go through um are manifested in uh this creature that kind of starts to play on the um the relationship and and i think it's a, what's awesome about it is it's uh it's a love story but it's also about monsters and about all these crazy things that happen. So um, that's really what uh, is exciting about this season. Um, it's, a, it's a more contained story, but uh, within that containment, it's just Nick goes wild. Nick and Evan go wild with their imagination and uh, a fun playground to be in. Yeah. So you, t- you know, what exactly we said, the relationship with uh, your characters, any of monsters. And I always think if, uh, if, if like the main story is kind of grounded in reality it makes the supernatural stuff more believable. Yeah. That, yeah. Hopefully, uh, 
I, that is the theory, and uh, I think that uh, Evan did a really good job. I mean, and Nick, in terms of just the showrunner and the writer, but Evan really, I think, did a good job of constantly reminding us of that and trying to just, you know, uh, give us little textures just to ground it where we needed to. And I think if you can get invested in that relationship, then you're completely on board for everything that happens, you know, as a result of it. Yeah. Well, what interested you in the... Uh in doing the show oh man i mean last season i did butcher's block which was <laughs> one of my favorite uh shows so it was uh-huh. a cool character so i mean when when um when nick called me up and expressed an interest in me reading for uh the character um i was just already on board because i just love i love the show i'm, I'm a big fan of the show um i love uh, the uh, the characters and I, I just had such a great time working on Butcher's Block with the the cast and the crew, the Winnipeg shout out to the Winnipeg crew. Um, they're just so amazing. So um, when when he approached me about that, I was like, yeah, I'm down. And um, uh, I'm sure once I read it, I'll still be down. But I'm already know I'm down. And then when I just read it and loved how um, grounded. The, it was in the relationship and, and the exploration of how um, the the trust issues and the secrets we keep and the skeletons in our closet and our closets and how and then those actually being things that are manifested, mm-hmm. I just was even more so on board and um, and I had to audition for it, um, which I was like game for. I was like, you know what? I really love this character. I could relate to the situation in terms of just like I think Tom is like a very he means well, he's, he's a protector, he's a very capable person and thinks he knows best. And, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I guess I can relate to that because sometimes I can be like that. And mm-hmm. um, I think I know best. And then just to kind of, you know, um, uh, when it's, to dive into that was just um, sounded delicious. And I was like, I'm willing to fight for this. I'm willing to go in and, and do my interpretation of it. And, you know, it, it worked out and I had a, such a great time going back on the show and working with everyone again. And it's just, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I hope this show continues forever and yeah, cause it's such a, such a good show. Yeah. I love it. I talk about every, uh, every season on the show. Cause uh, I think it's a really special show. It's great. And, uh, you know, I like yeah. sci-fi. I think sometimes people, uh, think something on sci-fi channel might, you know, it's all like Sharknado stuff, but it's uh they have a lot of you know great original you know programming that's not you know necessarily like cgi sharks <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was just asked about about nick uh, uh the the guy who created the show is he hands-on uh when you're filming the show too you know um i think he was working he, he's very much present um and uh he's always uh this season i think he was working on another show at the same time so he was really bummed he couldn't be there like he usually is but he 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 has that delicate he he accomplishes very well that balance of he's very present and you're he's there if you need him but he also gives everyone room to kind of just do their thing so you don't feel as if uh you know it has to be a certain way or whatnot he's very supportive but um, whenever we would come um, to, you know, we'd come up against, you know, any type of questions about the character or this scene or whatnot, and we talked to Evan about it, and it was very much a collaborative effort. Then we would get Nick on the phone, and Nick would chime in, and, and we were able to work it out, and things needed to kind of, like, on the fly, which was so dope, like, change. Like, 
everyone was just so collaborative and receptive to all ideas. And it really, um, I think it just, again, it, it was a great working environment to work in. But, um, but yeah, he's, uh, he, he's, he's like a, an awesome, awesome collaborator and just so down to earth and chill. Like you, you feel like you're creating with your, you know, your best friends in high school or whatnot, you know, as opposed to like it feeling as if, uh, this is the boss. This is the head, you know, um, uh-huh. it just really makes you feel like warm and welcome. And we just have fun. It's, yeah. yeah. So if you were any of the actors that like, um, if you think not necessarily change anything, but if you, if you want to do something a little different, like everyone's open to talk about it. You mean on, at, uh, when we were shooting? Yeah. 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 They were, I mean, um, I mean, within the store, you know, it's like, right. I couldn't be like, what's in reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> jumps, jumps off a bridge. It's like, right, right. in the season. <laughs> no, but um, definitely we got to um, use our imaginations and um, and uh, and I think bring ourselves and our ideas to the story uh, in ways that um, uh, that just makes it it's a gift for actors to kind of come in and, and get, be given the freedom to say, hey, if you have ideas, like if you um, if there's something that like about this prop or whatnot that doesn't seem justified because you're starting to live these characters, you know, let's talk about it. And, and that sometimes it can be, uh, I think on, on, on other shows, I've kind of felt hesitant about that because I'm like, I don't want to overstep any boundaries or whatnot. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm not a writer, I'm not the director or anything like that. But then when you're given that permission and you see that actually speaking up and talking about things actually helps the whole process and helps everyone. Um, we just found a really good working groove and hopefully these six episodes reflect that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dialogue is great. Even like uh, this isn't a sport because it's the very first scene in the, in, in the first se- uh, episode. Um, when you guys are talking, you and your wife, and the, there's uh, some about roses. And it's kind of really like foreshadow metaphor for, for like the couple. You know, it's the sweet on the outside, but, you know, there's thorns underneath. And it's stuff that doesn't hit you over the head, but uh, it makes you think, you know, and, and, and helps the story. Yeah, yeah, I think there's, there are quite a few examples of that. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, and hopefully, again, it feels like natural. It feels like two people talking or characters talking as opposed to any type of exposition or foreshadowing or things like that. Mm-hmm. Did you feel you had uh, good chemistry with um, with Maria, who plays your wife, uh, right away? Oh, no, not at all. We're not. not. Of course, yeah, <laughs> she's great. We, um, you know, again, uh, you're just, it's like when the, when the, um, I guess TV and film gods come in and just like, you know, put the perfect group of people together. This really felt like that. Um, uh, luckily we got, um, Evan put us in touch when we had about like probably a week out of shooting or whatnot, or maybe it was about a week and a half. And we were able to connect over the phone. And I happened to be like, also it's not just Maria. I happened to be in New York. So I was able to connect with, uh, Nick Tucci who plays Jason. And uh, Stephen Robertson, who plays Ian, and so um, so just going into this, there was already uh, a comfort amongst I think the cast, and then um, and so and then we get when we got up to Winnipeg, uh, we just like were able to hang out all of us, and so um, me and Maria hit it off, and just it felt very comfortable, very natural, um, and also we worked similarly, similarly I think in terms of how we just like to just like talk about the characters and just like improv out of nowhere and 
discuss things. And so um, it just really was a good working environment. Yeah. And uh, th- there's a lot of sex in the show. So uh, what's that like to fill the sex scene with front of a crew of people? Oh, dude, dude, man, it was, I was, I, well, I think we both bonded on, we were <clears throat> nervous as hell, because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, so many things go through your head, it's like, uh, you know, uh, it's like, well, how is this, this, we're basically shooting all this stuff on day two, I think we shot all that on day two, and it's like, you know, um, and it was a crew there and everything, but you know, again, luckily we, um, Evan was good at discussing what each scene and why each scene was there and his mm-hmm. intention behind each one. So, um, it just wasn't like, okay, you get in there and yard and start having <laughs> sex, you know, it's like, no, this is why this, this sex scene needs to be there. This is, this is what we're mm-hmm. hoping to show. This is how we, I want to shoot it. So there was already a conversation about it, and then he encouraged me and Maria to talk about, you know, like each one and our thoughts about it. And then um, there was like a lot of discussion about it, which was cool. <laughs> which, uh-huh. I don't know. Part of me is like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But it's actually good that we <laughs> we did talk about it. Yeah. And then um, and then just uh, like the first AD did a great job, Doug of, um, you know the crew, everyone just gave us our privacy and everything just was very professional. And, uh, yeah. and the next thing you know, it's over and it's like, well, we survived that, you know, yeah. And like you said, it is part of it is There's reason behind, uh, behind the sex in the show. It's not just there for people to, uh, to tell, Hey, that's pretty cool. But yeah, it, it, it's part of the story. So, uh, is it cold? Yeah. Is it cold, uh, filming in Winnipeg? Yo, both times I've been in Winnipeg, it has been during the summer. And oh, okay. all I hear about is how the winters get below 40 there. And so, yeah. um, when I, every time I've been there, it's either the chill is going away or it's starting to come in and then conveniently I'm, we're done shooting. But, um, it's, uh, I hear it gets pretty, pretty brutal. And now I, I, you know, I've made it a goal in my life for some strange reason to actually experience what minus 40 is. Um, <laughs> so I'll let you know, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, Where'd you grow? Or did you grow up in like a, a, a area? Uh, well, I'm in New I'm in New England. I'm in Massachusetts. So it gets cold, but doesn't give, it doesn't get okay. negative 40 cold. Well, I'm from Alabama. So everything's uh-huh. cold to me. Like, <laughs> it gets cold. <laughs> everywhere uh-huh. yeah it's all relative i guess so, yeah it's yeah. a it's a great mix of uh both like psychological horror and then uh very brutal like, and gory stuff which i think will appeal to to you know both sides of uh of, of horror fans and um mm-hmm. uh what what did you think of some of like the, the brutal fun. scenes in the show you know i think the, yeah i thought i remember reading it and and I mean so many things about it, like even the, the brutality of uh, some of the scenes, and even like just uh, uh, even the reading some of the sex scenes, and being like, "Whoa, how are we going to do all this?" And like, and show all this, you know. Um, what I think again, what is great about it is hopefully I haven't seen it, but there's some fun and humor in it also. So I think that um, hopefully it balances it out to where. Uh, you, you're almost, uh, 
you could laugh in one moment and the next moment be disturbed about how brutal it is. I mean, I think the, the Pretzel Jack character, just he epitomizes it, how he, in that scene at the end of the first, you know, uh, episode. Mm-hmm. And then what he does when he completes his, his duty, is just like, that's the whole series. So I think it, it can go to those extremes because there's a good balance of lightness, but then when it needs to get heavy, it gets heavy. When it needs to get dramatic, it does. When it needs to get funny, it does. Um, and hopefully, you know, we, we tried to find all those notes where we could and um, to where you're, you're just on board for, I think this season is hopefully just a lot of fun and, yeah. and, and, and satisfied a lot of horror fans in mm-hmm. that way. Uh, the guy, the actor plays Pretzel Jack. Is he, uh, I assume like the, his movement. So he, when, when he, when you're on set with him and he's like doing a lot of his movement, is that him himself? Yeah, that's, that's, that's him. He does, he does that <laughs> for real. And he, and he, he relishes, it's so delicious how he enjoys weirding and freaking people out with it. Cause he mm-hmm. will just, you know, he'll walk into a room and then next, you know, collapse, like fold his body a certain way and just hit the ground so hard to where you swear he's just like someone bit him in half. And then he'll just lay there in this weird position where you would, if it was anyone else, all their bones would be broken. And he'll just smile at you so innocently. It's the, it's the most enjoyable, but also like creepiest thing. So that, that was my introduction to Troy. He just like, I think people are talking about he fit himself in a locker just to show people he could like contort into a locker. Uh-huh. Um, but he, we had so much fun with him on set. He's just like a love. He's the, one of the most lovely human beings. Um, and I think that that quality of him really might make some people root for Pretzel Jack, which is, um, which I think, yeah, is, I think could yeah. be, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, I think, you know, I know there's a lot of uh, evil clown. He's kind of more of a mind than a clown, I guess. But uh, I think Pretzel Jack will will go on the list of, of, of favorite horror clowns after after people see oh, it. I, I I totally agree. There, I've, some people have been. Um, number one, I was talking to someone on Twitter about create. He was like talking about creating a Soul Caliber character mm-hmm. uh, that you can create. It's a fighting game, and you can create generate your own characters. And he was like, "I'm going to create a Soul Caliber Pretzel Jack." And then there's <laughs> there's some action figures that someone just started creating so um oh, wow. the fanfare i think is really gonna be behind <laughs> yeah i think people are gonna <laughs> present deck needs his own series he does. yeah it's pretty well I, and i think the the fact when you're watching it you could tell it is a person doing the, the things and not like cg may add to the creepiness it's like wow this is this yeah. is a creepy guy you know but yet he's he's kind of likable yeah, and I love that about, I feel, all the other seasons, they do a really good job of actually doing practical effects. Mm-hmm. So um, I, there is something very um, uncanny and creepy about when it's something that is, you know, it's in camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't wait to see it, but the, 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 the bit I've seen of Troy, of Troy doing Press of Jack, and just from my experience on set, I'm sure it's going to be... Yeah, I think people's dreams. Yeah, I think even if you don't like uh, really know why it's creepier, I think there's something about like the weight of something that's actually there, and like uh, you, it works with your eye and your mind, and it it makes it uh more realistic and, and creepier in a way. And then what's dope is also the the creepy pasta that this is based on. Yeah, of. yeah. Uh, 
in in the description in it of how the person in the corner moved, mm-hmm. like in the, the 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 how unnatural it was to where um it, like what you're just saying, it's like the Troy actually moved that way to where your brain is trying to catch up with what is actually going on and why is this a human being like able to do this. And before you know it, like <laughs> he's in your face. So, mm-hmm. um, that, that's a really, uh, I think they, he, he's perfectly cast and, uh, just in staying true to the creepypasta, uh, Nick did a great job of, uh, finding him and bringing him into this world. Mm-hmm. And the whole creepy pasta is interesting because it's like our modern day like uh, campfire stories or legends. It's just you know yeah, yeah. a new way to tell them online. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, I haven't looked at it like that, but that's, that's that's great. I should actually now I'm like now because I love going camping. I'm like determined to learn some of them. <laughs> so I can yeah, them that's a good like idea. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you mentioned there's a uh, comedy in it, and I think. Uh, Steven Weber's performance is very funny and it, he does it in a way where it's not over the top funny, where it's like where it takes you out of it, but he's just this very calm guy and he almost doesn't pay attention sometimes. And I find there's something very funny there. It's like borderline parody, but not over the top where it would be, you know, too silly. I, I agree. I mean, we had uh, number one reading. I remember reading uh, those things and just, um, I had a completely different idea of what, uh, What's his name again? A Karnacki. What okay. Karnacki would be like, uh, the therapist. And, um, and, uh, but then when we got on set with Steven, it just was like, it made so much sense. And he had us all cracking up, but exactly how you said it. He, he just, it's really grounded, but it's, uh, his point of view, the, I think the character's point of view that he found about everything is what, uh, makes it <laughs> really interesting and also like, true to life about some therapist i'm just like yeah right. <laughs> yeah this is, this is how a therapist would be so uh, he was a great guy he was great to work with too. yeah and it was awesome yeah, really, to see barbara i mean like Go on. oh barbara yeah yeah i just feel like i'm just like loving on everyone but i'm telling you there was just, it was such a great experience and a good group of people um and everyone again like yeah even barbara she just was like you know, the Queen of Horror who came in there and just, like, we would have these conversations or she would, um, she did some, um, uh, had us do some questionnaires for uh, Fangoria, and she was just, you know, just everyone came in there and just everyone believed in the, in, in the story and just wanted to, you know, just bring everything they had to it. Um, and she's just a lovely, lovely individual. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I'm um I grew up watching a lot of her movies and then it's uh, great to see her uh later on in her career uh really making a comeback. She's been in a lot of stuff in the last like 5 years. And it seems like she's not slowing down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she has got I think yeah, a couple other projects she was talking about and then she does all these conventions and mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah, I I hopefully, I, uh, I, hopefully what? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, what I was going to say, say hopefully, hopefully we could all have careers like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, at a, at a convention, I hosted a Scream Queen panel, and she was she was part of the panel. And uh, uh, she was just great. Great stories and great presence, too. Yeah, and she knows, like, she really knows the people in the business, you know, and, and are like people who love the business and love horror 
she was telling uh, me, uh, she was telling us on set about like Hereditary and all these movies to watch before they had come mm-hmm. out. She was like, this one's going to be one you should watch and whatnot. And then uh, I went and saw Hereditary and was like, Barbara, why did you disturb me like that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, she's, in, yeah, she, and she recommended another one, which I got to see, uh, Last Train to Busan. Is that the one? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a uh, Korean uh, zombie. Yeah. Yeah, so that's on my list. Yeah, that's a very yeah, that that would recommend that too. That's an excellent movie. They're remaking it, which uh but uh you see the Korean one, it's great. Are are you a horror movie American fan? Version? Yeah, they're making an American version, uh which we do a lot. Uh, me as a horror movie I, I am. I go back and I mean like it's 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 so funny because like I, I growing up I was all about the Friday uh Friday the thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hellraisers. Like me and my brother would just watch those endlessly, and um, and uh, and I go in and out to where like I'm out of touch with what's going on in horror, and then I get back in, and then I go back out. Um, my wife is a horror uh, writer, so she writes horror, and so um, so since we've been together, we've been getting back in, but um, but I, I love it. I, I love it. I just sometimes I think just. I get out of touch with everything that's going on in, and then I got to play a lot of catch up. And mm-hmm. then, you know, a couple of years ago where I'm more into like documentaries and I'm like, I'm only going to watch documentaries. That's it. Which can uh-huh. be hard. <laughs> documentaries can be hard. Sure. So. And then, um, and then I dive back into the, uh, you know, whatever world. So I, you know, it's, it's like a cycle, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Were there any particular uh, when you were growing up? Was there any particular movies or actors or anything that that uh, made you want to become a, an actor? Well, yeah. Um, God, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I love I love that <laughs> movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I loved action. Um, uh, I loved like. <laughs> I mean, I, I just wanted to do, do a lot of action at first. That's where it started. I think everyone wanted. To, I mean, every kid wanted to be like a, a, a superhero. Um, mm-hmm. but then, um, then I started watching like, um, like a lot of like seventies movies, like, um, like, like Brando and Al Pacino and mm-hmm. Robert De Niro and some of those. And uh, like deliverance is one that I was just like so disturbed by. Uh-huh. And, um, and I was like, Oh, okay. Like, uh, we have potential to disturb people and, uh, <laughs> and also just tell these like dope stories. So, um, then I kind of, those are some of the ones that started making me think about it. And then, um, just like everything Denzel Washington did, I was just always inspired by that. And, mm-hmm. um, and that he got to do a bit of everything. Like he played so many different types of roles. Mm-hmm. So that made me say, I want to do, I want to do Shakespeare. <laughs> I want to do action. I want to do drama. And, um, and, uh, but then more recently, I just found myself doing a lot of horror, which is a lot of fun because I think, again, um, the horror world, you get to go to these almost Shakespearean places at times, Mm -hmm. um, because the stakes are so high, but then, uh, also, again, it has action. A lot of, I think the horror I like has humor too. And, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the, the gore, I mean, I actually do like the idea of, like, you know, the reset and the blood and the gore. And, and, uh-huh. and I guess that's a part of me that's like, you can kind of like 
make people squeamish um, and make people have to face certain things or be uncomfortable. And, um, and, and I think horror is sometimes one of the best things to watch with people mm-hmm. because especially like in, in a, I, I really wish channel zero could be in a packed theater. Yeah. I love you. Get, you get an immediate response from audience. Like mm-hmm. when they're just by every thing that happens and you, you, know, you people scream, people, you know, uh, they, 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 they cheer on certain characters. They get squeamish. They, all these things happen in real time. And, uh, that's, that's one thing I love about that experience of like a horror community. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you have any plans for Halloween? Yo, I'm trying to figure that out. There's actually, um, in LA, there are a lot of, uh, immersive theater events going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give a shout out to this one called Creep LA, which um, is it's not a haunted house. It's it's, uh, it's just a, a creepy immersive experience where you're like seventy minutes taken to these different stories, and there's a there's a whole theme to it. But sometimes you can find yourself like trapped in like a closet with one person, or you could be uh, you know kneeling in front of this. Skeletor like principle or whatnot, and it's it's just all this this weird but fun, exciting, um, and yet it's almost happening. So um, there's uh, I hear downtown there's like a lot of pop up experiences like that happening in LA. So um, uh-huh. I'm probably gonna, on Halloween. I don't know what I'm going to dress up as, but I'm going <laughs> to put something on and end up there and hopefully get a fright here and there and eat some candy and uh-huh. find myself back home and glad that I'm safe. <laughs> sounds good so uh, uh back to uh back to the show i always like it um in, in any kind of story like this where uh there's a point in in time when the, the characters have to say think like is this supernatural or it isn't and uh i would always think that's intriguing and it <clears throat> and it can uh, uh make or break a story too like if it's unbelievable that at, at some point they don't believe it's you know something uh bizarre you're like well they have to know by now but uh, when you're playing that, uh, is that in your mind? Like, uh, you know, my character, you know, he thinks this is just, you know, a straight up killer or something. And then at some point you have to come to the conclusion that this, you know, is something beyond uh, a regular world. Yeah, we had a lot of talks about that. Um, uh, and because um, it is, there is this delicate balance of, trying to find out, okay, well, when, when is the person going to believe in the circumstances or going to believe in the supernatural? But then also, it's exciting to see someone fight to not accept, to always justify why this isn't something supernatural. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think it's, it, it tells you something about the character, and um, and I don't know, it, it's always exci- interesting when I go in for ADR and I see what's been cut out <laughs> of the show. Yeah. So, um, so, but for Tom, there are some hints that uh, just his mindset and his, uh, his belief system um, that we discussed to where, um, and also Tom is thinking he knows best and he's the adult in the room, which I think that... Um, happens a lot in between him and Jill. He uh, um, gaslights or, or he, he just thinks he knows best. He knows what's going on more than, than she does. So um, so it was it was tricky to find constantly justify him thinking or denying that something surreal or supernatural is happening 
Mm-hmm. But I just also, uh, we, me and Evan talked about, you know, like, well, you, Brandon, what, how would you go about some of these things? I'm like, yeah, I am one of these people who always tries to find the logic or the reason in something, even mm-hmm. if, you know, like, um, it's like I, I went to the Magic Castle in L.A. one time, and my mind was blown. And uh-huh. I was like, I was like, it's just magic, you know what I mean? It's just I'm going to figure out the trick. And I uh-huh. went home and I googled and I kept trying to find <laughs> a trick on how they did it um, because I was like, I can figure out what this is so I can expose it. So I tried to bring some of that to him, but there is a clear point to where he just cannot deny what's going on and it's a, it's a paradigm shift for him. And, and I think that's something that can be so unsettling to, um, to, to anyone when their belief system, you know, when they, they try to hold on to the system, try mm-hmm. to it, it resist any change. And then at a certain point it has to, um, accept that reality is not what they thought it was. And that just opens up all, I mean, I feel like you could do uh, a whole just, character study on just that moment and how a person like recovers from that. But sometimes mm-hmm. I think in a lot of horror, they recover quickly because we got to keep it moving. You know what I mean? But in some yeah. I can breathe a bit more, you know, like I, it's just like, how do you recover from, I mean, whether it's survival mm-hmm. or what, or just like, you know, just recover from that. Mm-hmm. that yeah. That, that's a good point. It's interesting. And uh, by the way, magic castle is very cool. I know it's hard to get into, but when I was in LA the last time, uh, a former guest on the show hooked me up, and it was a really cool experience. They're so, amazing. Uh, I mean, I was, I was, I was like, the more alcohol you drink, the better the magic gets, though. But uh-huh, yeah. at, the same, at the same time, the up close magic, there was some stuff going on where I was like, uh, yeah, okay, I'm gonna leave now because I'm just so disturbed. Of what's mm-hmm. going on? I don't want. I don't want my mind to be long like this because yeah. that's yeah. I, was, how you did I was in the, he called me up to be an assistant in that room and in, in the, uh, and I still couldn't figure out how he was doing it either, but it was very cool. Oh, wow. See, yeah. That's a good, that's a good addition right there. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, it's great to have you on. I hope everyone checks out channel zero, uh, dream room starts uh, Friday. I actually think sees, I think the first episode's already up on sci-fi on, on their on demand channel for people out there. Yeah, so you guys checked yeah. it out. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Hey, you too, Neil. You too. Take care. Thanks, you too.